Welcome to Hachzeik, the Daily Musar Impact Initiative. And we continue by Hashem, beginning now, Mishnah Ches. Yehuda ben Tabai, Vishimim ben Shatach, Kiblu Mehem. From who? From Yehoshua ben Prachya, Venitai, Harabeli. So the next Zug came in and taught the following. Yehuda ben Tabai, Yehomer, Altas Atzmecha, Ka'urke, Hadayonim. Loosely translates means don't make yourself a lawyer. In other words, don't try to explain how this particular litigant telling one of them how he could argue and present his case in the following way. Obviously, says Rabbi Yehuda, we're not talking about that you're going to feed him false arguments and say, just say this and this, and through that, you'll win the case or you'll be exonerated. Obviously, that's considered an entirely wicked person if he convinces somebody to say false claims. The Mishnah doesn't have to tell us to do something which is us. This is Perkiyomus. We're learning a higher calling. We're learning Chasidus over here. How to get to that level of Lufinimishurasadin. This is teaching him how to say This is more subtle. You're not telling him anything false. You're just arranging your, his presentation to the court. And you're laying out for him how he should present his case. But you're only telling it to one person. And that itself, since you're telling it to one person, that person sort of has an upper hand. And if he would win because of his presentation of the case, what you arranged for him and advised him, that already has some semblance of winning the case for him unfairly. They're going to speak ill about him and look that he was really told what to say and how to say it, and it's not really true. There was a mice over there with his relatives who had to provide for their deceased father's wife. And she needed a, a regular doctor visit. And it would be, the, the bill would be so exorbitant and it would be paid out of the estate of the father. So he advised them, make it into one lump sum, and therefore would it be included in that and the money from the ksuba that this amana would get. That was, that was his advice, which was true. It was absolutely mutter to say that. And the Gemara says that, he said that because the the Pazik says from your own flesh, a relative, you can't turn away, you must not ignore when a relative is in need. But then he says, I have charata. The Gemara says, we, I made my slave like a I made myself like a lawyer. Well, the Gemara says, what did he, what was he upset about? He says, Adam Chashuv Shani. Rabbi Yechonanu, he was an Adam Chashuv and he has to live in the level of Hasidus, above the letter of the law, above, above, above and beyond the letter of the law. And therefore to feed the right advice, even though it was mutter, he didn't say any sheker, would be considered not within line of Yeshua Meprach's teaching. Secondly, a dayan now, when you have two people standing before you, these litigants come standing before you, the dayan sits and the two of them stand. Yehu beinach they should be in your eyes, both of them, as people who would speak falsely, people who would try to win the case no matter what, which means even if you have, let's say, a big Talmud Chacham standing in, 
in, in judgment with a, a regular simple person, automatically the dying would say, I mean, this Talmud Chacham, he knows the halacha, he wouldn't lie, certainly he's right. Says Rabbi Yehuda, the Mishnah is telling us against that. Don't let your heart sway to one of their side automatically. Don't think that he is the more righteous one. Why? You're not going to be able to judge this case fairly. You already took a liking. Your heart has a liking towards that one. And you won't be able to see his guilt. How could it be that he's guilty? I mean, automatically, subconsciously, you're going to think he's right. I mean, obviously, he's the, the more innocent party. Both of them you look at as they're both wicked. They're both wrong. You should view it as if they're coming with false claims until one of them proves his innocence or one of them proves he's right and the other party wrong. Don't lean your mind or your heart sway towards any of them until the din comes out and you pass incorrectly what the din is. Again, this is advice. Do not tell me you're taking you're not taking any bribery. Just the way you should look at the case is they're both wrong. They're both wrong. And this could be advice. Two people come to ask advice of somebody. Let's say a Shalom Bayes issue of a couple comes to a Rav to, to deal, help deal with them. They're both wrong until finally it comes out the MS from going through the case. And then when they both leave, when both of the litigants leave, this also, this is, view them as if they're both great people. Once they accepted the judgment. Why? What's the great piety in here? After going through the cross-examination, it comes out that one of them was caught lying. And therefore, his claims are false. And he was guilty in the case. He accepted that. But now you see this person is a liar. It's very hard to see him differently once he has openly lied in a Bezdin. It's very hard to see him as a tzaddik. But Midas Chassidah says, try to view him as a tzaddik. Why? Even though you already know he just lied. Don't think that he's always going to be a liar. He's not a pathological liar. That's it. He'll never say the truth. Ubaldin Kashu, he's always a Shvera Baldin, someone difficult to deal with. No, it's not appropriate to always suspect that he's always going to try to finagle his way, always try to lie in order to win a case or a dealings. He accepted the judgment. He went out guilty and he accepted that. What you should think is really Shachozabitshuva. He did Shuva on the fact that he lied. Or brought this other person to Bezdin, he doesn't intend to continue in those ill ways all his life. Mishnates Shimon Ben Shetach Oimer. Shimon Ben Shetach said, Have a marbalachkar as Here the Rabbein Yonah says, What should you do, marbalachkar, to increase your cross examination of the witnesses? To investigate them, to cross-examine them many times. Ask from this side, ask from the other side, ask it again, ask it in a different context, ask it in a different time, but continuously increase the questions to the Aiden. 
And this, if they're plotting something, if these Adem are indeed plotting something and trying to devise some sort of plan over here to get through their testimony, you'll be able to catch them. Because the more a person speaks, it's impossible that no iniquity will come out and you'll see the truth in their claims. You'll learn from their words if they're really speaking falsely. The Medrash Mul brings in the name of a Rajbam, it said the name of the Rajbam, that the basis of this teaching of Shemem et Shetach is based on a fascinating story brought in Rashi and Sanhedrin of Memdalim and Beis. And just in short, Shemem et Shetach was once aware of 80 Mechshefos, 80 women who were practicing witchcraft, which is awesome in Atera, and he felt he has to put them to death. And he devised an entire plan. I and Shem, you see exactly how he did it, Rashi explains. But he caught these witches and he subdued them, stopped them from doing the witchcraft, and he put them to death. Relatives of these witches were very upset, and therefore they hired false witnesses and f- made up a whole fabricated a whole case to say false testimony on Shimon Meshetach's son. And they were so good at it when they came and they got it past the Bezdin, and Nebach Shimon Meshetach's son was put to death by the Bezdin because of a crime that he never did. And that's, Shimon Meshetach says, the reason that was able to happen is because the Bezdin didn't do their due diligence of investigating and cross-examining the witnesses well enough. And therefore he gives us this teaching, And secondly, Be careful of what you say, even though I'm telling you you should ask a lot of questions, but be careful on how you say it and what you say. Because it could be from the way you present your questions to the Edim, they'll get a little bit of a clue of what they should answer and try to lie. When you're investigating these questions, could be they'll get an idea from there, they'll get an inkling from what you're asking of how to get their client or their party to to uh, to be correct. And the and it'll be you'll be guilty of it because it'll be through your words of They're gonna word learn from you of how to gain the innocence of the person that they are saying testimony on. So on the one hand, Shimashindra says you have to investigate and examine the Adam very much to make sure if they're false, it will come out. On the other hand, be careful about how you say it and how you present it, that they shouldn't learn out ways to be Meshachar. Cold tooth. You have been listening to a shear by Hachzeik. If you have been impacted, please share with others. For the daily shear, please visit Hachzeik.com or call 516-600-8080.